Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with Rhino in the Super Talk studios as we guide you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. Eighty years ago today. A day which will live in infamy. No doubt. The uh, We should never forget. Absolutely cannot ever forget the carnage, the sacrifice, the brutality of this day when the Japanese attacked the U.S. naval fleet in Pearl Harbor. And it was a Sunday morning, as you recall, 7.55 a.m. A lot of the folks on the bases were just enjoying the beautiful Hawaiian weather, um, headed to church. Had no idea. Dive bombers, torpedoes, suicide planes, etc. plunged us into World War II. What is amazing is uh, a story I caught about some World War II veterans that are en route, probably there by now, I think this was a couple of days ago, from uh, Dallas-Fort Worth Airport to Pearl Harbor, to Hawaii. And, of course, this marks 80 years since the attack. And a few of these individuals are survivors of the attack, which is really incredible. Some of the vets commented that they could not sleep. I think they uh, departed last Friday. Could not sleep on Thursday night. And for many, it's their first time back to Pearl Harbor since the attack 80 years ago. It's just really incredible. And it's heartening to see how they were treated so ceremoniously, so respectfully. They arrived at DFW International Airport Friday with a police escort. And there was a small parade. I've seen pictures of it in the D terminal in DFW. About 60 World War II veterans made the trip. Ten of them are actually from the DFW area. Three are women, and 12 are over 100 years old. Now, how cool is that? Wow. Here's a a quote from Charlie Levesque, a U.S. Navy veteran, 
He says, we didn't get much sleep, that's for sure. I think for the last two days I haven't had eight hours of sleep. I'm anxious to see what it looks like after 80 years. It will be a little different, like everything else that changes. He traveled from his home in Albany, New York, to make this trip. Wow, it's just incredible when you think about it. Uh, He says, uh, (laughs) another veteran, a survivor, says... um, Earl Bowers is his, is this uh, individual's name. Says I've been bombed, machine gun, and everything else. <laughs> when we'd pull in there, we'd have to to dock. They'd still cover and still drop bombs. Said it's just something good for me to do to go back. Says I'm 101 years old. God bless him. God bless all these veterans and thank them for their service and their sacrifice. May this never happen again. Uh, It just seems like words don't truly express the gratitude that needs to be expressed. But it's all we have, I think, today. But so heartened to see that they were treated again with respect and dignity as they headed off. And I'm sure there will be some stories after today of their visit to Pearl Harbor. Just incredible. 80 years ago. Gosh, the greatest generation. As I said, my father served in World War II, was a helmsman in the Navy. He was actually in the Coast Guard. was a helmsman of, of uh, heavy cruisers and destroyers and was on Saipan when the Enola Gay departed for the Japanese mainland to drop the nuclear bomb and thankfully when I was younger he was able to share that experience and it's just amazing to think about that today um, you know he he did his duty he, I think I shared it before Rhino he talked about the flamethrowers were the most feared by the enemy because uh, when they would take an island they were the first ones to go in and essentially root out the snipers who would often hang out in foxholes on the beachheads and very well disguised. And the flamethrowers got to be pretty good at recognizing uh, those outposts, individual outposts, but they just were very much a risk to the the sailors and the Marines as they entered and and, uh, took the island came on shore, and they were just hunkered down waiting for them, sitting ducks, essentially, so that the I guess the approach, the strategy was changed to send in the flamethrowers first, as my dad said. My father-in-law, also in the Navy, my wife's father, a rear gunner on a torpedo bomber, and uh, very proud of both of them for their service and their contribution. I consider them members of the greatest generation. And, geez, I, I sure hope their love of country, their commitment to this nation, their willingness to sacrifice for it, I, I hope that sentiment uh, pervades our military and, and really our, our culture, our entire society. And... Uh, and that what they did 
does not go down in vain. That's why it's incumbent upon us as civilians to continue to protect the freedoms that they literally died for in this country. It's just mind-boggling to me how so many want to tear it down and reimagine it and transform it, whatever crazy verbs you want to throw at it. Meantime, today, a relatively high-stakes call. It's not relatively. It is a high-stakes call between our president, Joe Joseph R. Biden, and Russian President Vladimir Putin. They're going to meet virtually today, talk about lots of stuff. But I don't know about you guys. I'm a little worried. And I'll tell you what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the appearance of weakness, the inclination to capitulate. It just worries me, coming from our side. Seems like we're way more concerned with all this woke crap, white rage and and uh, sex change surgery in our military, which, by the way, there's uh, talk about this later, there's... <laughs> Incredible, but there are lots of these crazy woke policies that are buried in the the defense bill, which has to be authorized. It is discretionary spending, unlike mandatory spending, Medicare, Social Security, Medicaid, which accounts for 70% when you add interest on the debt into those figures. 70% of federal spending is on autopilot. It's just it's mandatory spending. So what does that mean? How do you change that? Well, you've got to reform Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, and the uh, array of other welfare programs. And that requires 60 votes in the Senate, meaning it ain't happening in a filibuster-proof Senate. But on the other side, of uh, or the other chunks of the pie, the spending pie, if you will, there are areas which are discretionary spending, which require authorization and passage of legislation on an annual basis. Defense is one of those. The National Defense Authorization Act, NDAA, is a giant bill that essentially authorizes the Pentagon. It funds the Pentagon, its spending, its activities. But there are a number of House Republicans that are mounting somewhat of an opposition to the present NDAA because, as you might expect, the Democrats have just dropped a host of nonsense, crazy stuff that has nothing to do with the core mission of our military. We're not surprised at this. We've talked about it extensively on the program, going back to General Milley and his wokeness. We'll come back and talk about that. We've got Don Redman at 11.05, spokesman for AAA Mississippi, and Dr. Laura Miller at 12.05, family medicine specialist. Stay with us, Middays. We'll return.
Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color, plants, soils, and mulches. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's fresh cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture. The Mississippi Farmers Market presents a Merry Market Saturday, December 11th. It's a holiday event where you'll find all the usual fresh Mississippi produce and other farm goods, along with arts and crafts, perfect for all your Christmas needs. Shop the genuine Mississippi store. Vendor giveaways, complimentary treats, food trucks, and a special appearance from Santa. Visit your Mississippi Farmers Market, 929 High Street, December 11th from 8 to 1, and celebrate the holidays with us. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. Yesterday... December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. 
I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. With confidence in our armed forces, with the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph, so help us God. and done bumping us into this segment appreciate that rhino and appreciate the famous uh fdr address to the nation there after the attack on pearl harbor steve in west point on the ceasefire text line join us 601-879-4395 that's the number how do you think the vote would go today if it happened again you know, I think Donald Trump would win. And, I, I mean, I know we could get into the weeds about all sorts of voting irregularities and fraud and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I still believe that, just as was the case in 2016, I still believe that from a popular vote perspective, most voters voted for Joe Biden, just as they did for Hillary Clinton. I think a lot of it was this... This perception, I guess, that Donald Trump was downplaying COVID and he had uh, he was kind of caustic and they just didn't care for his personality. And Biden successfully countered that. But, you know, once again, when you vote for, I guess, a figure as opposed to their policies, in their positions, and their approach to governance, this is what you get. And it really wasn't, I don't think, so much voting for Joe Biden. It was voting against Donald Trump. And if you think about how the Democrats campaign, rarely do you ever hear them promoting their policies. you got to vote for me because of my policies. Primarily, they focus on, you can't vote for them. They hate you. They don't care about you. I got into a bit of a... A, a Twitter debate over the weekend. We got to show you care. What the heck does that mean? See, the problem is there's no there's no standard. There's no consensus. What is care? To the left and the Democrats, care means the government just sends a bunch of money out through a variety of programs. Right? It's health care programs. It's child welfare tax credit payments. It's free. Community colleges, free pre-K, it's family leave. That's that's their idea of caring. What you won't ever hear is someone express the concept of freedom and liberty and opportunity and staying the hell out of your way in your life. To me, that equals care. But to the left, that doesn't. you got to meddle. 
You got to do stuff, got to pass laws, got to create programs, got to redistribute, take from one pocket, put it in another. That's caring. No, it's not. Hell, we've been doing that 60 years. And then some. But here's the deal. A numerous surveys reveal that the former president, Donald Trump, leads Joe Biden in five key swing states that all went for Trump in 16, but then flipped and voted for Biden in, uh, in last year's race, in 2020. Those are Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. And it, I think it's, you could certainly argue today, that's where the president's election is won or lost in those states. At one time, it was Ohio. How many times we hear... The, the road to the White House leads straight through Ohio. Everything else was kind of kind of a done deal before you ever voted. Pretty sure that was just the Ohio people selling us on it because it lined up statistically nicely. That's true. That's absolutely true. I always thought if a Republican can, uh, candidate could fill up the uh, Cleveland Browns Stadium in Cuyahoga County, they're going to win. Because if you look at Ohio and how the vote usually shakes out, it always comes down to that Cuyahoga County, and it just inevitably seems to go big-time Democrat, and it just flips the state, or it puts the state in the Democrat column slightly. But nonetheless, I think Trump kind of broke the mold, right, when he took Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, and everybody said there's no way he couldn't, and who could forget CNN and MSNBC that night, I mean, almost in tears because they couldn't believe what they were seeing, that a Republican could win these usually reliable Democrat states. So those have become the battlegrounds for sure. Which at the time just showed how little they were paying attention. I think that's true. Because uh, first, the polls were not not, uh, supporting their theory. Second, Donald Trump worked his rear off on those states. He understood this is where it's going to happen. And, you, I mean, you just have to... Rally after rally after rally, yes. three, four, five of them a day in different states across the country while Hillary was sitting back with her feet propped up having a martini going, look at my poll numbers. Exactly right. And I think to a great extent, Donald Trump, his candidacy, his campaign was damaged because of COVID. You couldn't get out and do that. Because if he and he, he had people around him telling him to take it more seriously, that it would help his numbers, and it really didn't happen until he caught it. I which think that's was right. Too little, too late. I think that's right. But think about how that became a single issue for so many voters, um, and it was such a a compressed period of time. And then all of a sudden, Biden's the president. Now he's in there. Everything he's touched has turned to junk. So today he's meeting with Putin. I don't feel particularly chipper about that. Meanwhile, they are really on the door of, of pulling the trigger, literally, on Ukraine. You got China looking at Taiwan, and now China apparently is setting Which, up shop in Africa? Talking about the Ukraine and Russia, I've seen some people dogging on the administration for outwardly publicly stating that we have contingencies in place to airlift Americans out of the Ukraine if Russia invades. And people mm. are dogging on them for like, oh, oh, now we can do this after the debacle in Afghanistan? 
I don't like this administration. I think they're running the country in the ground. But I'll give them credit for learning from a mistake. Yeah, that's right. I, I think you you have to be down the line consistently honest in analysis. I agree with that. Now, I, I'm, I'm in the same camp. I don't like the administration. I don't like the policies. I think they failed on virtually everything they've attempted to do or have done. I think it's, I think it's worse in the country domestically and, and with respect to foreign policy. But if they do something right, got to give them credit. You know, And frankly, I expect them to have more contingency plans for Russia than the Taliban. I agree. agree. It's a little bit different ballgame. I agree. I, 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 totally. Reports now coming out of Afghanistan, places in chaos. No surprise, folks are starving, right? No surprise there. And there's still Americans stuck in country. Can't Absolutely. Get back. Absolutely. So just back to Stephen West Point's question, that that's just my opinion. I think he would win today, uh, hands down. Not sure he would win the popular vote. I think that's a tall order. But I think if you went back, and by the way, in these swing states, as recent as two weeks ago, polls, and these aren't right-leaning polls. There's a number of them across the spectrum of polling uh, organizations. He's up by double digits. Double digits. So, again, if you think about the campaign, it was so much focused on, we got to elect Joe Biden so he can shut down the virus. And that's just horse hockey. He's not going to do that. Nobody's going to do it. The virus is going to do what it's going to do. And, you know, it was under Trump that we got vaccines and and now we got folks like de Blasio wanting to shut the whole dang city of New York down effectively by requiring every private sector employer really just just uh, defying the, the federal rev- revocation of that, uh, requiring them to vaccinate all their staff and even five-year-olds being vaccinated to enter restaurants and so forth. It's nuts. We'll step aside right here and come back with more on Midday. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain, cloudy skies, high near 56. Tonight, rain likely, low around 46. Your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 58. And for your Thursday, just a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 72. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Incella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. 
Upgrade your career today at Ag Up Equipment, your hometown John Deere dealer. Our service techs don't just fix tractors. They're passionate about solving problems for our customers. From yard of the month to farm of the year, we keep our customers running so they can harvest their land's potential. Don't just settle for a job. Come to Ag Up and start a career. Great benefits, family atmosphere, and values. Visit our 16 hometown locations or agup.com to view and apply for job opportunities to move up close to you. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. The Waterford on Highland Colony is much more than bingo and bread pudding. Call us to see why we're doing retirement right at the Waterford on Highland Colony in Ridgeland. 601-856-6131. 601-856-6131. The Waterford. Proud sponsors of Old Miss Sports. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. We're seeing an uptick in COVID cases, according to State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs. Hospitalizations are up significantly. Uh, we have seen increasing nursing home outbreaks. We have seen more cases, but the case reports are going to be a little bit different. We're not going to depend on those so much because a lot more folks are diagnosing themselves at home. Mississippi's first case of the Omicron variant was confirmed Monday in a fully vaccinated individual that had recently traveled to New York. The patient was not hospitalized. And if the U.S. Supreme Court does strike down Roe v. Wade, Governor Tate Reeves says the state will move swiftly to enact a law banning nearly all abortions starting from the moment of conception. Such a ruling from the court would trigger a 2007 Mississippi law that would prohibit abortion in the state at any stage, except in cases where necessary for the preservation of the mother's life or where the pregnancy was caused by rape. Anyone violating the law would face up to 10 years in prison. I'm Andy Davis. Supertalk.fm. Supertalk.fm. Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm. This is Delbert Hoseman, your Lieutenant Governor. I'm Grace. I'm Rowan. I'm Charlie. I'm Mel. I'm Charlie. From my family to yours. Merry Christmas and happy. 
TV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. When it comes to the outdoors, we are one. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the great outdoors. So let's talk about it. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews. Monday starting at noon here on Super Talk Mississippi. Presented by the Foundation Protecting Our Outdoors Heritage. Listen or watch the show anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Darren and Jackson on the ceasefire text line, which is 601-879-4395, reminds of Admiral Isoraku Yamamoto. He was the Admiral of the, the Naval Marshal, I think is what they call him, um, of the uh, Imperial the forces of Imperial Japan. Anyhow, he said, I fear all we have done is is to awaken a sleeping giant and fill him with a terrible resolve. That is uh, what he uh, reportedly stated after the attacks on Pearl Harbor. 
And that was actually featured, it was portrayed in the film Torah, 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 1970. I actually remember seeing that at the movie theater at the DeVille Cinema here in town. And, uh, you know, he kind of left mad, honestly, after seeing what really happened. And then, of course, more recently, Pearl Harbor, right, the film, which is excellent with all the technology available today. Which tells a little bit more of the story of the early days of the war than just Pearl Harbor. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Excellent, I thought, portrayal. Takes a little bit of creative license, but it's to be expected from a big-budget Hollywood movie. I think that's right. Ed from Aberdeen uh, writes, My father also served in the Navy during World War II. I have nothing but respect and admiration for all those men and women. I was taught to respect, love, and protect this country. We will never see that kind of patriotism ever again. I I hear you, Ed, and I hope you're wrong. And uh, I, we need patriotism. It's How do we get to this point where it's considered taboo, passe, to be patriotic, to love your country? What's up with that? I, well, and we're teaching it to children which is just so bothersome. Of course, they say that's not happening. And that's the problem, you know, And when you talk about this whole critical race theory issue. Sure, if you wanted to teach in school our history accurately, including the stains and the warts, I got no issue with that. But you got to balance that with the overwhelming amount of good this country has done for the world and the success and the that Americans have enjoyed and the massive, immeasurable improvements in the quality of life and civilization itself, which just never gets talked about. Uh, always focused on the warts, that stuff on the liability side of the balance sheet, never on the asset side. It's a half balance sheet, essentially, to kind of use an accounting metaphor. It's not right. Absolutely not right. How do you expect children to grow up to be productive adults if we tell them the whole time they're in school as impressionable youngsters that the country they were born into is evil and wicked? It just makes no sense. I don't, I don't get the goal. The end goal there. So, oh wow, we we're going to keep railing on that, and because I think it's important, and it our most most precious asset in any civilization, in any country, is it's young people. And I I don't know what the problem is with trying to instill some degree of patriotism. I hope today across America. In every classroom, there's at least a little bit of time devoted to discussing what happened on this day 80 years ago, Pearl Harbor. That's relevant history. The problem is you have a sizable portion of the population that wants to view every single event through the lens of 2021. Yeah. Well, that would be a flawed perspective for sure. And that's... That just ain't the way it works. And it's, uh, I just, you know, think back a couple of weeks ago, 
taking Thomas Jefferson's statue out of the New York City Hall. And now, of course, it's Teddy Roosevelt, right, on the horse at the Museum of Natural History, something to that effect. can't remember. It's a giant, beautiful bronze statue of him on a horse. And, man, they've distorted and perverted and contrived that uh, particular statue uh, to convey racism. Yeah, the Museum of Natural History. It's just wrong. Totally. I I don't get it, honestly. I mean, I I find that to be an innocuous scene, and you really got to stretch it to think and to, I guess, digest and consume that visual the way they're the left is telling us what it represents. You've you got to stretch it. But that's what they do. They're masters of that. Perversion and stretching. It's, uh, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Jen Psaki, who's now telling the, the, uh, the nation on behalf of the president that inflation, that's COVID. Supply chain, that's co- Everything's COVID. Supply chain shortages, labor shortages, inflation, all COVID. Everything's COVID, pandemic. And then on the other hand, this build back better, really build back broker bill, that's the solution to everything. Inflation did fix it. I think I figured out the problem with Teddy Roosevelt. What's that? I found a quote that to you and I would seem very level-headed, almost honorable. But to the left, it is screaming with inequity and privilege and all this other nonsense that they've made up to make themselves feel better. Here's Teddy Roosevelt's quote. The only wise and honorable and Christian thing to do is to treat each black man and each white man strictly on his merits as a man, giving him no more and no less than he shows himself worthy to have. Oh, wow. Sounds uh, sounds awfully close to what the great... Dr. Martin Luther King said, just in the different words, right? Different different language. Sounds just like it. You mean merit and achievement? That should be the, the measurements of one's value to society? You don't say. But that's problematic to the 2021 left. There's no question. Look no further than the vice president, which, uh, good grief, the news is off the chart about her and her bulliness, her incompetence. Wait, so the the lady that kept people in prison longer than they had to just so she could have cheap prison labor is a mean boss? (laughs) Say it ain't so. (laughs) So bad that they go get a single worker on her staff. I love my job. What a joke. I thought you should know. What a joke that is. But see, that's what happens when Joe Biden, you remember before he selected a running mate, it's going to be a black female, no matter what. It's crazy. That should not be. Now, the left would say it's diversity. Got to have diversity and inclusion. Not at the expense of quality, ever, in performance, ever. I'm all for diversity and inclusion, naturally, not forcing it. That achieves nothing. In fact, I think it harms, it damages. Unbelievable. When we come back, we're going to share with you a uh, a quick video discussion on the streets with some New Yorkers about the vaccine mandates imposed by Comrade Bill de Blasio. 
outgoing mayor. I mean, it's like a, his last little bit of communism before he's out of there. Stay with us, Middays. We'll return. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Care Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Care Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I'll never forget when I was a child the excitement I used to feel on Christmas morning when I saw that new rifle or shotgun under the tree. I hope you'll come by and see us and let our friendly staff help you pick out a little excitement for that special person on your list. I have to tell you, though, I got the wrong kind of excitement last week. I took off a few days to go hunting, and while I was gone, my wife and daughter came in and decorated the store for Christmas. Bows and ribbons everywhere. They even dressed up my dadgum black bear mount like Santa Claus. Women. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Make your home merrier this Christmas. Miss Kelly's has thousands of products in stock and ready for you. Plus, with no money down financing and savings up to $300, we're furnishing happiness for the holidays. A new bedroom, a roomier dining set, or more seating in the family room. There's plenty to choose from on our website or in our showrooms. Then pick it up or have it delivered, and your furniture will arrive before Santa. Make this Christmas your merriest at Miss Kelly's. This is the Morning Agri-Market Report for the Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. I'm Bob Sullender. Stocks are soaring this morning. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 554 points to 35,781. The NASDAQ is up 443 points to 15,665. And the S&P 500 is up 97 to 4689. From the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton is down 13 cents to 106.88. The May cotton is down 22 cents to 105.45. At the Chicago Board of Trade, January soybeans are down 8 to 12.53 and a half a bushel. March soy Beans are down three and three quarters to twelve sixty-two and three quarters a bushel. March corn is down two five eighty-one and a half a bushel. May corn is down two to five eighty-four a bushel. At the Mercantile, February live cattle are down sixty-five to one thirty-nine. April live cattle are down fifty-five cents to one forty-two thirty-two. January live feeders are down twenty-seven cents to one sixty-four ninety-seven. And March live feeders are down forty-seven cents to one sixty-seven forty-seven. For the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network, I'm Bob Sullender. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. 
Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, including varieties like DP 2012B3XF, DP 2020B3XF, and DP 2038B3XF. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Everyone, midday super talk, Mississippi. And don't forget, tomorrow, middays is going on the road. We're going to be up in Tupelo, Mississippi, at Stone's Jewelry in Tupelo. There will be incredible Christmas savings throughout the entire store. Stone's Jewelry also will be celebrating Sanctuary Hospice. So bring a new or unused blanket or monetary donation and be entered to win a prize each hour. That's up at Stone's Jewelry. So I'm headed up there tonight. I hope I won't be dodging too many deer. You had Depends to, on if you take the natural trace. Yeah, I think I'm going to go up 55, cut over on uh, 82 there, catch it. That's about, what, hour and a half or so on the trace at that yeah, point? Yeah, it shortens the time on the trace. That's my planned route at the moment. It's uh, about the easiest way to go. I think so, these days. Because 82 is nice. Oh, yeah. Four lane through there. So Houston stuff. So looking forward to that. Uh, Scary Gary headed up later on today in the Super Talk, the iconic Super Talk RV. <laughs> we'll be all set. Looking forward to that. If you're in the Tupelo area, folks, come by and see us, see us at uh, Stone's Jewelry tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of fun. Somebody um, bring him a Connie's Blueberry Donut. He'll thank you. Really? Oh, I'm yeah. not familiar with that. They're delicious. Yeah, please do. Love donuts. Blueberry donuts. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> That's so cool. They are so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyhow, should be uh, should be fun. D. Jones on the ceasefire text line says the schools actively teach students to hate the USA. It does seem like there are a lot of teachers and school boards and woke leftists that are in charge in a lot of districts across this country that are, in fact, quite busy pushing that junk. I'd like to know if that's happening in the state of Mississippi. I haven't heard. You guys know my daughter is a teacher locally. I can assure you she does not do that, and even though... She doesn't teach history. She teaches English. She uh, She's always good about regularly uh, on the 9-11 anniversary, bringing that to the classroom and discussing that with her students and 
I feel like she will today. I know she has before. The significance of this day with respect to Pearl Harbor, uh, both of her grandfathers having served in the United States Navy in World War II. And I know that she's very proud of, uh, of both of them. And I know she'll bring that up. So anyhow, I, now that's just one. She's one teacher in one school in one district out of, what, 150-plus or so in the, in the state. I also do believe there are a lot of other really good teachers in our state that are patriots and love, love the country. If you hear folks of uh, any teachers or administrations that are pushing this uh, anti-American sentiment, let us know. I'd like to know about it. And we'll, uh, heck, we'd like to talk to those in those those individuals that are on the boards in those districts, perhaps even the Department of Education, to see. I, I'm not saying it's not happening. I just haven't heard any reports of such. Now, as far as some of these other far-left districts or districts located in areas that are predominantly occupied by Democrats, absolutely. I mean, that's good grief. There's a gazillion stories, real stories from real people on the ground in the trenches that are exposing this, and it all came to a head during COVID when kids are at home and their parents walk by and see this junk coming through the Zoom computer out of the classroom. They're saying, what the heck is going on? So the good news is I'm seeing reports, Rhino, of more school boards that are disassociating with the National School Boards Organization. It's totally woke. And uh, and so I think there's a bit of a revolution in this country. I think people are sick of it. I can tell you something else. We'll talk about this later in the program. There's all kinds of polls that say this isn't surprising. Is it that American consumers, they just want corporations to just sell them goods and services and deliver good service at a fair price? They don't want them to be social justice warriors. They don't want that. Stop it. Quit it. They all think they got to do it. They think it's incumbent upon them, and it feels like they're sort of trying to appease the woke mob. Americans don't want that garbage. And the polls are such that... It is ironic that you have professors at colleges across the country whose livelihood stems from the fact that in a capitalistic society, they can get money for their knowledge. Oftentimes, very niche knowledge that doesn't have a whole lot of real-world application, but they get paid for just having developed that knowledge in a capitalistic society, but they don't like capitalism. Denounce it. Teach that it's evil and wicked. You know, and my theory is those that do that would fail miserably if they had to compete in a capitalistic society. They would also be miserable in a communistic society where you get tested at the age of eight, and that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Isn't that crazy? Well, first hour is in the books here on Midday. We've got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way, and then Don Redman, spokesman for AAA Mississippi, joins us. We're going to talk about gas prices and what we can expect. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at baroniestreepros.com. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. 
President Biden's been speaking on a private video call from the White House Situation Room with Russian President Vladimir Putin. The video conference between President Biden and Russian President Vladimir Putin comes with tens of thousands of Russian troops along the border with Ukraine. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says President Biden spoke last night with key European allies before today's call with Putin. A military incursion by Russia could be met with significant sanctions. Fox's Jared Halpern. There have been 11,000 more American COVID deaths in the last week, according to Johns Hopkins University. The Omicron variant continues to spread. It's now found in Texas. A major British study that's looking at mixing COVID-19 vaccines has found that people have a better immune response when they have a first dose of a Pfizer or AstraZeneca shot, followed by a Moderna one nine weeks later. And that's Fox's time to Jay Powers. America's listening to Fox News. You could hardly rub two nickels together, but you got married anyway. Because love can't wait. She believed in you when no one else would. Brings joy into your life like only she could. Today, she is your only need. I'm John Ravenstein. And I'm Corey Ravenstein. This Christmas, tell her with a gift of something truly precious from Jenniker Jewelry Company. We are Mississippi's direct diamond importer with more ways to say I love you this Christmas than any place else. Ten times the selection of average jewelry stores. From case after case of designer gold, gorgeous colored gemstones, couture pieces, and our famous estate collections. To diamond classics like Jenniker's diamond stud earrings, diamond bracelets, and pendants. Maybe it's that larger, too. Three or four carat diamonds she's always dreamed of. It's right here, right now, this Christmas at Junikers. Because love can't wait. Juniker Jewelry Company, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As the justices weigh Mississippi's abortion law, you're hearing more about the Casey case in addition to Roe v. Wade. So what is Casey? In 1992, the Supreme Court changed the framework created in Roe. Instead of requiring states to regulate abortion based on trimester, the court created a standard based on fetal viability, the fetus's ability to survive outside the wound. In an interview with Gerard Gibbard on Super Talk Mississippi, former U.S. Attorney Mike Mike Hurst discussed the makeup of the high court and pointed out an interesting connection between the 1992 Casey case and the case being considered today. You've got three justices that are pretty clearly in the camp of overturning both Roe v. Wade and Casey. That's Thomas, that's Alito, and that's Kavanaugh. You know, Thomas, interestingly enough, is the only current member of the court who was actually a member of the court when Casey was decided 30 years ago. In that case, Thomas specifically said Roe was wrongly decided and it can and it should be overruled. I'm Andy Davis. A message from professional linebacker in native Mississippian, Demario Davis. Coming up in Mississippi, I learned the Mississippi way. To be strong and serve one another. I remember fighting through the noise. I remember the struggle. Getting stronger to support my team. That's the Mississippi way. That's why Mississippians are getting the COVID-19 vaccine. To protect ourselves and the ones we love. Learn more at msway.com. Are you a landlord whose renters can't pay due to COVID? Don't evict. Ramp up. Ramp is the rental assistance from Mississippians program administered by the Mississippi Home Corporation. If you have tenants who need help paying past due and future rent or utilities where they're currently renting from you, Ramp may be just what you both need. So don't evict. Learn more at ms-ramp.com and ramp up now. 
Jones, which began over 70 years ago as Jones Lumber Company in southwest Mississippi, will construct their new corporate headquarters in Midtown Hattiesburg. The company will invest $40 million in the project and will create more than 200 jobs. Construction will begin in April and the new jobs will be filled by early 2024. And the Mississippi Highway Patrol is investigating the deaths of two ATV riders who were killed in a collision with a vehicle Saturday. It occurred in Union County about 1.30 that morning on Highway 30 West. Tori Rutledge was pronounced dead at the scene. The other victim, Dominique Rimes, passed away at an Oxford hospital. And President Biden said Monday, compared to other countries, drugs cost much more in the U.S. He said drug companies will be held accountable if they increase prices faster than inflation rates. Going forward, drug companies that increase the prices faster than inflation are going to face a steep excise tax. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who are they giving to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every afternoon at 5 o'clock for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, the Get Holiday Ready sales event is happening now. Visit your local Ford dealer and get the best offers on Ford SUVs and Ford F-Series trucks. America's best-selling trucks, 44 years running. Right now is the best time to buy with inventory arriving daily. Get your season started off right during the Get Holiday Ready sales event going on now at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to Hour 2 of Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbert Rhino in the Super Talk studios today. Going to be in Tupelo tomorrow. Joining us now, Don Redman, spokesman for AAA Mississippi. Good morning, Don. Thanks for coming on. Good morning. Glad to be here. Thank you. All right, so the uh, the holiday season is clearly upon us, and uh, folks are, I think, itching to get back on the roads and travel and do something they have done historically, but was dented as somewhat tempered last year with COVID. But I think if uh, Thanksgiving is any indication, the travel is is uh, the volume is going to be quite high. What can we expect with respect to gas prices that we're all feeling the pinch of? Well, we have seen some downward movement in the price of gasoline. Right now, we're about 10 cents cheaper uh, in Mississippi than we were a month ago. We're looking at a statewide average now of about $3 a gallon compared to three ten a month ago. Uh, how low they will go really remains uncertain, largely because 
there's so much global tension right now uh, in terms of what Russia may or may not do in regards to Ukraine, uh, how China may respond. Uh, you know, Putin of Russia today announced that China and Russia's relationship is stronger than ever. Uh, and that's sending a warning, I think it is, to the United States that if the United States tries to do any sanctions against Russia for any movement it may make on Ukraine, all of a sudden oil prices could zoom right back up. I mean, we saw a little bit of movement last week. We saw prices down uh, for crude around $64, $65 a barrel. It's back up today about $73 a barrel, largely because they're uncertain about the global tensions. At first... We saw some of those prices move downward because there was the thoughts that uh, this new variant of COVID, uh, more countries are threatening to, if not already, going into lockdowns. Then all of a sudden you see this tremendous collapse of the economy all over again. But but I think now the concern is, will there be uh, some sanctions, economic sanctions or something, if there's some military movement globally? So this is just really uncertain territory where we're going to be for the next uh, few weeks potentially into the new year. Yeah. So, Don, does, does AAA, does your organization interface with the the industry, the oil and gas industry, to try to get some sense of, of a guidance, I guess, about, about the future with respect to oil prices, gas prices, supplies? Yeah, we do look, uh, and we do interface with the industry as well as some uh, experts in that projection field. But, uh you know, it's it's very difficult because it's a futures market. Yeah. So you'll have investors who are speculating of what the price of crude will be worth six weeks down the road or yeah. further. So sometimes it's really hard to get a good fix on it. And there's so many variables from from there being war or hurricanes can obviously dramatically impact that. So we did get some good news from OPEC uh, earlier this month when they agreed not to cut production. Uh, so that means that the, there will be a steady flow of oil, uh, though they're not at producing at levels that they were pre-pandemic. Uh, again, you had uh, in 2020 a dramatic shrinkage of the economy, the global economy. Yeah. And then 2021, you started seeing the economy rebound very sharply. Uh, and it's just trying for that industry to catch up with it. But let's be frank, oil-producing countries like $80 a barrel. Uh, they don't like $50 a barrel. So, I mean, there's some truth to that. So they're going to uh, massage the production any way they can to get the most out of the oils that they possibly can. Yeah, and, you know, if you pay attention to any of these uh, these analysts that, uh, that do, in fact, for a living, speculate and predict where the price is going, there typically is a big range in their predictions from the top to the bottom of what they see a few months out, a year out, etc. cetera. Uh, it's, it's a pretty hard thing to peg because, as you've said, there are so many factors, so many variables, and so many things that crop up that are totally unexpected. You just can't, you can't bake that into the predictions. Yeah, I'm often asked, what do you think the gas prices will be next month? It's like, if I knew for certain, <laughs> I'd probably own an island somewhere. I, I can give you best guesses, but that, again, like you said, there's so many global factors that can change things. But right now, I think the biggest uncertainty is what's going to happen with Russia and Ukraine and the response if sanctions are imposed on Russia. I think that's what has the market very jittery right now. And that's something that's hard to predict, what's yeah. going to happen in the in the future. 
What are you expecting in terms of, of traffic volume? Do you think we'll be at the 2019 level this holiday season? You know, what we saw for Thanksgiving, we were within 5% of what we saw in 2019. So I imagine that's going to be relatively close again this Christmas holiday. As you opened the session up, you talked about people wanting to travel, and that's certainly what we're seeing. Sure. And I I think that we're going to see really close to pre-pandemic levels of people traveling for the holidays. Hmm. Is there anything that motorists should be particularly concerned about, maybe those that haven't traveled in a couple of years? Is there anything new, anything that's occurred on on America's uh, highway systems they need to be aware of? No, but they just all, all often have to be vigilant about their own vehicle to begin with. Like for Thanksgiving, we were called to over 400,000 AAA members needing some kind of help. And the top wow. two calls all for dead batteries and flat tires. So, you know, some of the simplest things you can do is make sure you check out your car. If you're heading out by by car, and give yourself some 15, 20 minutes or go to your trusted mechanic and have them look over your vehicle because the last thing you want to do is spend a holiday stranded on the side of the road. Yeah. If you're uh, – and give yourself plenty of time. And that's the other thing. People want to get get into a rush for their travels. And unfortunately, we saw an, a spike in the number of traffic fatalities, people being in a rush – uh, to get to the destination and driving recklessly. So give yourself time. Check out your vehicle. Know where you're going. Give yourself plenty of time to get there and get home. Yeah, that's great advice. I, I've been a member uh, for many years. My whole family is. And and uh, fortunately, knock on wood, only have had to call a couple of times. And I think both times were flat tires in the middle of nowhere. And it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. it, it was uh, quite valuable, uh, the service was, to... Uh, to deal with that issue, I think I even had one on a rental car one time, and uh, seems like oh wow, yeah. yeah, that I had some something there. But uh, you know, what's, what's interesting with some of our newer cars, uh, a third of the new cars being sold today do not have spare tires. No spares, right? They have fix a flat kits. So you know, when you're if you're in the market of purchasing a new vehicle and it doesn't come with a spare, ask for one because those. Those kits work one time, and it's, but it's got to be a perfect flat. Huh. So if you have a blowout, it won't work. So insist, if I you're see. in the market of a new car, insist that you have a spare. I see. Yeah, awesome. So are you guys uh, paying attention? I'm sure you are, and, and tracking the developments with respect to electric vehicles and, and just uh, what appears to be a pretty major transformation in vehicle technology, vehicle travel, and, and how that uh, would affect your organization and, and kind of how you might adjust your services accordingly. Yeah, we certainly are paying attention to that. Uh, it still a, marks where a small number of the new vehicles that are being sold uh, annually, but there's absolutely uh, a commitment by the auto industry to go more electric vehicles. Yes. And you're starting to see consumers respond to that as well. So uh, within the next five, ten years, I think it'll take a sizable si- you know, portion of new auto sales much more significant than they are right now. But, it, you know, the future, we can see the future, and it's coming, and, and it would be wise for for any uh, industry that's involved in the automobiles to be prepared for truly electric vehicles. Yeah, I saw a big announcement uh, yesterday. I'm sure you probably saw a Toyota, a huge plant that they have announced they will build battery manufacturing plant, I think in North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're going to see this uh, really – uh, this sort of vertical integration across the entire auto manufacturing industry where they start to make this transition transition to EVs and they, they start popping up 
battery manufacturing facilities to supply and service the the final assembly plants for electric vehicles. I mean, we're we're seeing that. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, yeah, and it, it's definitely coming. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I think the next battle in the future will be over uh, rare earth uh, minerals for yeah. for battery making. Yeah. But uh, but for right now, I think automakers are committed into, and you can't blame them. I mean, could you imagine developing a vehicle that you don't have to worry about another industry to provide your energy for in terms of what type of gasoline, whether it's uh, low octane, high octane, diesel, all of that. So you you can see some of the reason why automakers want to get on board on this especially if they're involved in the battery making. So that would be full full circle for them. Yeah, plus, I mean, the government obviously signaling that uh, they, they intend to uh, phase out uh, traditional internal combustion engines uh, in automobiles and move to EVs. But, it's, you know, it's kind of hard to fight that. <laughs> You're going to lose if you do, I think, long term. But, uh, Don, been a pleasure having you on the program. Long term is right, I think. Long term, right. We're not there yet, and we've talked about that many times on the program, but it's it's coming. we got to keep an eye on it. Don, thanks for, so much for joining us, and let's hope that everybody has a, uh, a safe travel season uh, as we approach the holidays here. Appreciate it, sir. Great. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. We'll take a break here on Middays. We'll come right back. Stay with us. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Madison Cellars, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Cellars Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center. Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days. Only at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Show hours are Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealers' tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission just $9 for adults, $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show thousands of buyers will be there instant background checks available for gun purchases the big one the great southern gun and knife show this weekend saturday nine to five sunday ten to five at the trademark building on the fairgrounds take the high street exit off i-55 and follow the signs exercise your right to keep and bear arms while you're there be sure to register for the door prize see you this weekend at the big one sure as shooting don't Don't miss miss it philium corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving especially in these challenging times With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, 
Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at Majestic Metals. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. America's favorite rock and roll son, Elvis Presley, bumping into this segment on middays. All right, so right now, explain the connection with uh, to Pearl Harbor, uh, Elvis in Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Elvis has a connection to the USS Arizona Memorial. I may not have all the details correct, but from what I recall, Elvis held a benefit concert after they uh, they decided they needed to build the memorial at the USS Arizona at Pearl Harbor. And they had funding for, I believe it was 80% of the memorial. And he held a concert and raised fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000, which wound up being about 10% of the remaining funded needing, funding needed. And then I believe he stroked a personal check for the remainder of the amount to get it, go ahead and get it built. Very cool. Hmm. Glad to know that. Somebody texted us, I can't remember who it was, on the ceasefire text line informing us of such a connection. Appreciate you sharing that with us. So earlier we talked about uh Bill Elvis was a very generous dude. He sure was. He loved to give away Cadillacs. He did. To the point where his accountants were like, Stop it. Stop giving away Cadillacs and guns. <laughs> oh, you're right. Uh, you got to imagine, though, because he, he got away with so much stuff doing crazy things just because he was Elvis and because... When he went to a, a town to do a concert, he wanted to meet with the sheriff or the chief of police or something, and he would ask him, hey, can I have a badge? And they were thinking, oh, cool, he wants a memento to remember his time here. <laughs> no, he wanted it for the next time he was in town for when he got pulled over, he'd go, it's okay, I'm Elvis. <laughs> but think about it, if you're like a rookie cop on the beat and you pull over this pink Cadillac with this guy in these big shades and long sideburns, and you walk up, is that Elvis? I think that's Elvis. You, you can't have that in the car with you. That's against the law. And he pulls out a badge. He's like, no, it's okay. 
And then, like, he went to see Nixon and got a, a badge made from the made-up federal narcotics and dangerous drugs or whatever. He made, they made up an entire branch of the government for him to have a badge for it. <laughs> Didn't have any legal power or authority. But it, imagine pulling him over and he's got this badge from the president. <laughs> okay, go Same about president. your rat killing. That's above my pay grade. That's pretty... That's pretty cool, but that's knowing the his personality. That's not surprising from Elvis. That's kind of antics you would expect out of him. <laughs> when he got the badge from Nixon, he brought Nixon a gun. <laughs> He's sitting outside the out outside the Oval Office with a gun and like this glass oh, case, gosh. like this display case. It's obvious it's it's a yeah. gift. But he's sitting there, and they're going, "You, you can't take a gun in the Oval Office," <sighs> but, but it's for the president. It's a gift. Even then, yeah. Imagine today. You'd have the entire Capitol Police on top of you, I'm sure, even if you're Elvis. Wow. Well, we uh, we talked earlier about uh, Comrade Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York, outgoing mayor. There's speculation he's going to run for governor, by the way, de Blasio. You saw David Perdue, former senator from Georgia, has announced he shall seek election as governor and uh, is going to primary current GOP governor Brian Kemp in that state. And, of course, Stacey Abrams. I thought she was elected. I mean, that's what she tells everybody. She's going to suit up and run again for the governor's mansion in the great state of Georgia, the Peach State. So she is a strange one. Strange. That's very nice. Very kind of you to describe her thusly. As strange. She, she lost an election, didn't concede, said it was stolen, and then took victory laps when elections that really had nothing to do with her except her showing up and giving short speeches. When those elections went the way she wanted them to, she started taking victory laps. Yeah. And got paid for the speech. Right. It's like, what did you do? Besides, not concede. I know. It's just amazing how such a person can thrust themselves into the thick of things and then get compensated for it. Wait, I thought institutional racism wouldn't allow that to happen. Seems to have worked out pretty well in her case. But she's going to run again. Again, we uh, we just mentioned David Perdue announced, I think, yesterday. He's going to throw in. That ought to be a very interesting race. And, of course, Herschel Walker running on the GOP ticket for Senate coming up next year because that was an appointment. So a special election elected uh, last year, elected uh, one of the senators, and he's going after him. We keep going down this road. We're going to have the football caucus. <laughs> that's that's right. Uh, you got Tommy Tuberville. That's right. Tommy Tuberville from neighboring Alabama. How about that? So de Blasio says, oh, sorry, folks, we got to put this. Well, no, he doesn't say sorry. <laughs> He's quite proud of it. We're getting ahead of this thing. Vaccine mandates. I mean, really egregious stuff. So an interview with some New Yorkers uh, shows this. It's about time. I think it's a good idea. It's going to be a disaster. I think that's kind of crazy at this point. At this point, it's like, you know, if you're not vaccinated, it's like, what are you doing? I feel, you know, I feel bad. This whole thing, it should not be this way. I mean, I don't know why people have to lose their jobs if they don't want to get vaccinated or if they're not vaccinated, whatever. I think everyone should get vaccinated. 
we're all at risk from people who aren't vaccinated. Doesn't cost anything, doesn't hurt, and it seems to work. I'm not a fan of the mayor, but at this point in time, I really don't care who makes these sweeping mandates. Make them do it. I don't think that um, private, um, you know, that private employers should be mandating for their employees uh, requirement to be vaccinated. I think giving them their choice, people have to have choice. I can appreciate protecting and safety of the public. I think it's really, really important. But I think that he has his own agenda right now to get this stuff in beforehand. And why? What we're not in a silo here. We know that there's a new a new mayor coming in. So why why is he doing it now? I mean, it, what you know, because he wants to run for president. What's the point? we're going to go into another bad phase and unless we get everybody vaccinated mandated uh, we're going to start all over again putting a vaccine i mean it, sh- it should not be you know man- i mean mandated for for kids you know i think it's pretty well known that it's not a big threat to children of that age so to force a vaccine on people that young is a bit crazy they spread it, and even if they're not getting terribly sick themselves, they can spread it to somebody who can get very sick. Some people might object to their child being vaccinated, but I think that um, it's better for the country to have everyone who's eligible to just have that protection. It really is incredible. Uh, it's a wide variety of opinions. It's not a, a, a big a pool of people there, as you can tell. It's a lot of the same people commenting uh, multiple times during that uh, little montage. But I just found that fascinating to to hear the the reaction. Uh, De Blasio calls it a preemptive strike. He said the city will become the nation's first to impose a vaccine mandate on uh, private sector workers starting on December 27th. That's 184,000 businesses. 184,000 businesses will be swept up in this uh, mandate. I don't know how they're going to enforce it. They haven't released guidance on that. They're also strengthening the rules for indoor dining, entertainment, and fitness to permit access only for those 12 and over who were fully vaccinated. And according to Dr. Fauci, Uh, The definition of fully vaccinated seems to be a little fungible. I'm just wondering where all the people are to scream that de Blasio is racist. Yeah, that's true. Because this disproportionately impacts African-Americans. Absolutely. If you look at the statistics of New York, 45% of African-Americans unvaccinated. 40% of Caucasians unvaccinated. 30% of Hispanics unvaccinated. And I believe, is it New York that announced today the loss of some 400 firefighters who refused to be vaccinated? It's just dumb. To, when you have that, I mean, that's the message there. It's not, it's dumb. It's a dumb move. It's a dumb policy. And uh, he says children ages 5 to 11 have to show at least one dose to go indoors, to eat indoors, etc. Now, in the meantime... Joe Manchin, he's joining up with the Republicans on the Senate side, and a bill is expected to pass which would ban the president's private sector vaccine mandate. We discussed that 
uh, yesterday on the program with Aaron Rice. But Biden's going to veto it. I mean, that's a done deal. He'll veto it. I think he can even make it through the House. I, yeah, I don't think he makes it through the House as well because they don't have enough Democrats that will peel off with the Republicans. I think they need four. But nonetheless, they're trying. It's just dumb. It's unconstitutional. It's gross overreach, in my opinion. John Lennon here on the Middays, bumping us out of this segment. We'll come back with more. And then Dr. Laura Miller, family medicine specialist from the Hattiesburg Clinic at 12.05. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain, cloudy skies, high near 56. Tonight, rain likely, low around 46. Your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 58. And for your Thursday, just a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 72. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. We've lost so many people to COVID. So many moms and dads, favorite uncles, older sisters, and best friends. But vaccines can help prevent serious illness and death from COVID in more than 9 out of 10 cases. So now almost all COVID deaths are preventable. And so are the broken hearts they leave behind. We can do this. Find COVID vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. That's vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Ace Bolton Screw is your one-stop shop for great gifts, tools, accessories, fasteners, saw blades, ladders, and more. The best selection of hardware and fasteners is at either location of Ace Bolton Screw on Julianne Street just off Gallatin and Jackson or the Gluckstadt location right off I-55 next door to Camper Corral. Whether you're shopping for the do-it-yourselfer in your life or for a professional contractor, even your industrial wish list, you'll find the best deals this holiday season at Ace Bolton Screw online at acebolt.net. Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor, whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, inside Insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. 
I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As the justices weigh Mississippi's abortion law, you're hearing more about the Casey case in addition to Roe v. Wade. So what is Casey? In 1992, the Supreme Court changed the framework created in Roe. Instead of requiring states to regulate abortion based on trimester, the court created a standard based on fetal viability, the fetus's ability to survive outside the wound. In an interview with Gerard Gibbard on Super Talk Mississippi, former U.S. Attorney Mike Hurst discussed the makeup of the high court and pointed out an interesting connection between the 1992 Casey case and the case being considered today. You've got three justices that are pretty clearly in the camp of overturning both Roe v. Wade and Casey. That's Thomas, that's Alito, and that's Kavanaugh. You know, Thomas, interestingly enough, is the only current member of the court who was actually a member of the court when Casey was decided 30 years ago. In that case, Thomas specifically said Roe was wrongly decided and it can and it should be overruled. I'm Andy Davis. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou friends jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Watch your favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to supertalktv.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV, streaming now on supertalktv.com. Christmas is my favorite time of the year, a time for faith and family. This is Delbert Hoseman, and I'm so blessed to serve as your lieutenant governor. From my family to yours, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, the Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, the Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Yes, the Eagles. Middays, back with you, Super Talk Mississippi. We thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget Dr. Laura Miller, family medicine specialist from the Hattiesburg Clinic, will join us at 12.05. Give us an update on the Omicron variant and uh, share with us her thoughts on how to protect ourselves over the holiday season. We'll be inside, close to folks, etc., and uh, she'll share some wisdom there. I got my booster shot yesterday, and a uh, little sore arm is all I got. It uh, seems to have subsided a bit since last night, which is the same experience I had with the second shot. So good to go. Went to Sam's to get it. And uh, had a little lunch there to go. 
I'm kidding you not. Big old slice of pizza. I was about to say it was pizza or a big old hot dog or something. Yeah, pizza and a drink. $2.68. Membership has its privileges, I guess. Good grief. (laughs) (laughs) I was blown away. First time I've ever done that. You can get a whole pizza for $8.90, and it's big enough to last like a week. Everything's big at Sam's. You're right. It's not as big as it used to be, though. When Sam's first came yeah. to the Magnolia State, and you you managed to get it because it was before you could get like a private membership, you had to have an in, you had yeah, to have a company right. that needed a card and could you could go on that company's card or something, and if you uh, if you needed to buy condiments like mustard or ketchup yeah. or mayo, you were going to get the stadium size bucket. <laughs> that was that was the smallest one they had. They had that one or the three pack of those. We got three packs yesterday. Ketchup and two pack of mayonnaise, and I got enough razor blades to last through about three generations in my family. I think. <laughs> oh me, what uh, what a novel concept though! And you see the folks walking around with those gigantic buggies loaded down. They 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 might need a truck, right, and a and a pallet jack to get that stuff out of there. It's incredible. But uh, nonetheless, uh, that's another great American success story. In my view, it's uh, worked out pretty dang gum well. So Mose on the ceasefire text line says, if, if a governor has the authority to order private business owners to get their workers vaccinated for public health concerns, what would stop them from ordering no one sells alcohol for public safety? They might have an accident under the influence and harm someone for that matter. Let's get rid of vehicles, too, in order to prevent accidents and DUIs. Uh, a couple of things, I think, that hits me there, Mose. First is it, it's all a matter of individual risk tolerance. And, uh, and secondly, I would just say that I, I don't know whether or not law would permit the governor under the various uh, policies and provisions that authorize the governor at the executive level, a governor, to impose um, such kind of radical change and um, policies that would ban the sale of alcohol, for, for example. Here's one thing I do know. It would probably be very politically unpopular, and that's the check. Second is, if it if it does exceed the uh, the bounds of their authority, somebody's going to sue. It's going to go to court, and it's going to get remedied. So, it, as is the case with the vaccine mandate. So, the I think the the answer there is, in my view, is we have a we have a court system, a justice system, and that's by design to keep the executive branch and the legislative branch, for that matter, in check. That's the that's the trifecta of government, and it seems to be working pretty well with with uh, these uh, these various districts and courts, federal courts in particular, striking down Biden's vaccine mandate. So, the, I, I guess there's nothing to keep a governor from just doing something that's not legal. I mean, they could do that. They would be silly to do so, and they would be wise to consult with uh, their counsel. They all have access to plenty of smart lawyers. And well, I, Biden himself has already come out and he said, "Well, we'll we'll stroke the pen and we'll we'll get this done and we'll let the courts figure it out down the road." Yeah, this is exactly what he said. Looking for a way to to usurp the Constitution itself. 
Derek and Greenwood, I'm so sick of people saying everyone is at risk because of unvaccinated people. Vaccinated or not, you can still get it and pass on. Sure, you won't get as sick, but come on, I'm vaccinated, by the way. You know, that's another situation where the science is evolving. There's still much we don't know. And with respect to Omicron, by the way, the reason the market is trending uh, upward significantly and having such a great day is because overnight it was reported that eh, it's probably not as virulent as we thought, not as dangerous, not as uh, inclined to produce severe disease, and therefore the the inference from the market's perspective is not likely to see major shutdowns, widespread shutdowns of the economy, and therefore we feel good going forward, et cetera. So that uh, it's volatile is the market, and it reacts uh, very radically in both directions based on this sort of news. I guarantee you the uh, the market is watching this virtual summit between uh, Biden and uh, Vladimir Putin today. I just don't have a high degree of confidence in the president. I just don't. And I'm I'm saying and it's that. bad optics when no American media is allowed in on the meeting, but Russian media got to sit in for the first few minutes and broadcast it. Huh? Didn't know that. Yeah, it's just should, not a good look. I totally agree. It uh, be transparent. It's what Americans, I think, want and deserve. Be transparent. I, I want to see this guy negotiating in the best interest of the United States. Period. It ain't that hard. That's what you swore to do. But I'm not confident in it, honestly. And I'm concerned about it. So something else that came up that I wanted to get to, this was, uh, if I can find it here, Ben uh, from Madison. And uh, he asked about whether or not we might see a teacher pay raise uh, coming up in the, uh, might that be on the table in this upcoming session didn't I hear the number thirteen hundred dollars thrown around, or was it that was by the governor? Yeah, that's it? the go. It's actually thirty three hundred, a, a thirteen, and then a thousand and a thousand over okay, a three yeah. year period. Uh, each thousand dollar raise to teachers, uh, it costs about fifty million bucks when you take into consideration the actual pay itself, and then you add to it all the various burden, which includes PERS and insurance and Social Security and all that sort of stuff. That uh, comes out to be uh, about fifty million bucks per thousand dollars. So um, that the governor, even you know, when I interviewed him last time I interviewed him, which was at the Neshoba County Fair, and I asked him if what his priorities were legislatively, and he indicated that a teacher pay raise was his top priority. So that's if you if you think about that on a cumulative basis over three years, um, that's roughly a hundred and seventy million bucks. Uh, annually that we would be committing to in terms of teacher pay raises. Now, also, not sure this is widely known, Rhino, but most Mississippi employees will be eligible for a pay raise this coming January. I don't know that this kind of seemed like it happened under the radar. So I was about to say, didn't that pass last legislative it session? It did. 3%, about $7 million. 19,000 of the 24,000 Mississippi State employees would fall under the, the personnel board uh, guidelines, and those employees would be eligible for up to 3% in January. So, Yeah, I think that was one of the reasons it kind of flew under the radar, is it's a percentage, it's not a nice big round number that you can put in a headline. Yeah, that's right. 
And it's seven million. And it's not all encompassing. Right, that's right. So, and if I'm not mistaken, it's more merit based than the other. Like, if your department head doesn't deem you needing or worthy of a raise, you don't get it. Well, I do know that. Since it's under the personnel board. I think that's the way it went. I could be wrong. Well, this just yesterday in a news conference, Kelly Hardwick, the executive director of the state personnel board, indicates that, uh, and I'm quoting here, what we are trying to do is give agencies more flexibility to manage the dollars they receive, in parentheses, in legislative appropriations for state employees. So there's a there's a complicated state classification system, and that's been worked and reworked and re-engineered uh, several times. And uh, so that's where we are. It appears that the state of Mississippi is set at least to increase the pay by 3% for most state employees come this January. That's separate from the governor's proposal to raise teacher pay. And, uh, you know, I also need to report back to the audience on the governor's speech to um, this past Saturday through this little Rankin County uh, political breakfast that occurs each Saturday. Uh, I'm sorry, the first Saturday of each month. Um, and so gonna got to give you a recap on that. That was very interesting. He talked about a number of issues, and Representative Lee Yancey, who's running point on the medical marijuana bill out of the House, he also made a presentation. We'll share that when we come back here on Middays, and then Dr. Laura Miller after the break. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue serving Mississippians. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture. The Mississippi Farmers Market presents a Merry Market Saturday, December 11th. It's a holiday event where you'll find all the usual fresh Mississippi produce and other farm goods, along with arts and crafts, perfect for all your Christmas needs. Shop the genuine Mississippi store. Vendor giveaways, complimentary treats, food trucks, and a special appearance from Santa. Visit your Mississippi Farmers Market, 929 High Street, December 11th from 8 to 1, and celebrate the holidays with us. The Midday Agri-Market Report. Talking to Jim Scherzer, Syngenta, and uh, yeah, it's been exciting times at the NK brand. Uh, you know, we're one of the fastest growing seed brands right now, and it's due to you know having great products out there, especially um, across our entire corn portfolio and soybean portfolio. Yeah, so next year I call next year the year of agility for a farmer. Uh, there's so many curveballs, whether it's supply chain, whether it's input pricing, whether it's seed supply in some areas of, of the United States. So we're positioned to help farmers do that with our retail partners, whether it's trait choice in soybeans, whether you're looking at an ExtendFlex or an E3 platform. We've got our exclusive genetics in either one of those trait platforms. On the corn side, we launched a field forage series last year, putting these hybrids through much more of a rigorous test to make sure that we're putting those right products on the right farm. This is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Hey, sports fans. This football season, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling in work zones. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. Overlook Farms. Hello, sir. Do you have a minute to chat about the beef jerky of the month? A minute? I've got hours. What? Because Ingenia Herbicide from BASF has the lowest use rate, I covered more soybean acres more efficiently. If now's not a good time... Thanks to Ingenia Herbicide, I've got plenty of time. What flavors you got? Oh, we've got barbecue, jalapeno... Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Every application of Ingenia Herbicide requires the use of a pH-buffering adjuvant. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, so I got to get a little sentimental with you here because of Holland Oaks. When I was engaged to my lovely wife, now of 40 years, it was 1981, and I was uh, working out in California. I think I talked about that before. On this, what was then the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, involved in the design, development, implementation of a mainframe-based uh, software solution, software tool to operate. The newly opened strategic political reserve now is what I call it, but it was uh, had a little rental car, a little Mustang. It just 
it was stripped down to nothing too. You know, back in those days, the firm was paying for it, but had it had an AM radio in there. And at the time, Hall and Oates' "Kisses on My List" was a popular tune, and uh, always made me think of my lovely wife when I was traveling in the, in the desert there in California. <laughs> well, I told you, it's nothing but roadrunners and rattlesnakes and tumbleweeds en route to the SPR, 40,000 acres of oil. All right, so before on the show, you can attest to this, I have stated that I believe the first trillionaire is breathing on this planet. You agree? You've heard me say that. Oh, yeah. All right. I think it might be Elon Musk. Now, honestly... He's got the fast track. My gut feel was that it was... Someone, a, a much younger person that hasn't even invented anything. But as time progresses, and as I've said before, we keep creating more tools that allow the inventors to produce more tools and more goods and services that well, produce in fairness, value. When, when you started saying this, it was before we had such bad inflation. <laughs> That's true. So you're you're opining that inflation may be the reason <laughs> that we accelerate this course to producing a trillionaire. Well, here here's what's going on. Last Thursday, Musk's organization is company SpaceX. You know who those guys are. They launched 48 Starlink satellites, 48, into orbit off the coast of Florida. So from Arizona to Alabama, it is said, people could spot glimmers in the sky. It was clear skies as these satellites orbited the Earth at fairly low orbit. That's the way it it works. But Morgan Stanley predicted a $100 billion base valuation for SpaceX, which they believe is a function of this new Starlink. So the deal with these satellites at low orbit is that they will provide wireless Internet service, transmit that down to the surface, and this is a way to light up the entire planet, if you will, with Internet services at a much, over the long term, lower cost and more practical and at a more rapid pace than planting fiber all over the place. And that's even with the understanding that these satellites will become obsolete rather quickly and are kind of disposable. I mean, they're they're designed to last for a couple of years, but that low Earth orbit, the the geostationary orbit that they have, is at a low enough altitude that the Earth's gravity will pull them back in after a while, and they'll just burn up on their way back in. But that's to keep them from junking up space and adding more debris to an already yeah space you, debris. You, say, you could space say trash. crowded. It's not crowded like you think of crowded, but there's a lot more to keep up with up there than there used to be. That's right. Because we keep sticking stuff up there. Sometimes it kind of goes untethered. Anyhow, Musk, uh, it's pretty It's pretty cool, honestly, what he's doing here. And as these rockets become more sophisticated, they can accommodate larger and more frequent payloads. I mean, it's, become, it's a reusable uh, technology. You've seen the other technology to get stuff to space, right? What's that? They're they're using trim- centripetal force. They've got a big wow, spinny whatever, big rotor that they put something on the end like of an arm. Like a centrifuge. Like a centrifuge, yeah. but it's turned on its side. Okay. 
and it's got an exit vector. <laughs> and they'll spin it, spin it, spin it up to speed, and then whoosh, shoot it out the tube straight up. So you're just using gravity, essentially. Oh, right? yeah. you got you got enough kinetic energy in it to get it up there. That is really cool. So, you know, one of the things that, that hits me when I read this, so anyhow, there's some in the financial community that prognosticate this may... Uh, this may propel Musk to be the world's first trillionaire. Now, of course, the left will go nuts because he does this, but he solves a major problem that everybody is willing to part with money for. By the way, it is a little expensive, the startup equipment, 499 bucks. Okay, But it's expected to be below $100 a month, high-speed Internet service uh, from it. And... The company is going to bear a cost of about $2,000 per connection is what is being reported. But he'll possibly become a, a trillionaire. I think it's just cool to think about it. But, but just imagine the problems that solves. Hmm. Louis Armstrong. That's a cool song there. In fact, it's Cool Yule is the name of the song. We'll step aside for a break right here on Middays. When we come back, Dr. Laura Miller, family medicine specialist, will give us an update on the Omicron variant. Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601 345 8090. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden plans to speak this afternoon with the leaders of France, Germany, Italy, and the United Kingdom after this morning's conversation with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Hello. Good to see you again. Reporters were there for the start. I hope next time we meet, we do it in person. We do not know yet exactly what was said about the Russian military buildup on the Ukraine border. That's what the call to those European leaders is about. A staffing shortage at some pharmacies has customers waiting for coronavirus vaccinations. A Walgreens spokesperson confirming to Fox Business it's adjusted pharmacy hours in a limited number of stores to accommodate current staffing needs. The country's second largest pharmacy chain is hiring thousands of workers and offering bonuses to employees who get certified to administer vaccines. Fox's Lillian Wu. Our remembrance ceremony in Hawaii is marking 80 years since the attack on Pearl Harbor. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
President Biden will hold a private call with Russian President Vladimir Putin today over the buildup of Russian troops on the border of the Ukraine. Last week, Senator Roger Wicker, a member of the Senate Armed Services Committee, said he believes the buildup signals potential military aggression. Our Ukrainian friends are sounding the alarm. They've warned us that Russia could be ready to invade their country by land, air, or sea as early as next month or February of 2022. And a Madison man is one of three victims who died in a private plane crash in South America. The Madison County Journal reports that 44-year-old Keith Killebrew reportedly had cotton interests in the region. Commissioner Cesar Gonzalez of the National Police confirmed the crash of the small plane Friday, but the cause of the crash has yet to be determined. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. A message from professional linebacker and native Mississippian Demario Davis. Coming up in Mississippi, I learned the Mississippi way to be strong and serve one another. I remember fighting through the noise. I remember the struggle, getting stronger to support my team. That's the Mississippi way. That's why Mississippians are getting the COVID-19 vaccine to protect ourselves and the ones we love. Learn more at msway.com. My son is not some statistic. My daughter's not a headline. My girl, she's not someone's agenda. What he... What she is... Is irreplaceable. COVID hospitalizations of young people have tripled since the start of summer. So I talked to my daughter's doctor about COVID vaccines. She said they're highly effective in preventing hospitalizations... And deaths, even from the Delta variant. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Now that the U.S. Supreme Court has heard oral arguments in the Mississippi abortion case, there's a lot of speculation about how they may rule. Christopher Green, a law professor at the University of Mississippi, was recently in D.C. The biggest thing that a bunch of people pointed out to me is that the tone of the three emphatic supporters of of Roe, especially Justice Kagan, was much more subdued than she would have been had she thought there was a chance of persuading uh, some of the justices in the middle. The court is not expected to render a decision until June. And beginning in early February, if you're a Starkville City employee and you're not vaccinated, you may have to pay up to $75 more for medical insurance. According to the commercial dispatch, the board will allow unvaccinated employees to be exempt if their physician completes a form saying the vaccine is unreasonably difficult for the employee because of a medical condition. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall, you've heard our Food Fridays presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling, but that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick Polk's. If your travels include a trip to the Delta this holiday season, you'll spot a beautiful Mississippi Delta town along historic Highway 61 called Cleveland. Southern Living and Smithsonian both say Cleveland is one worth visiting. Great restaurants, great holiday shopping, the Grammy Museum, and of course the 50 Nights of Lights, where downtown Cleveland sparkles with over a million shining lights. So come on, Mississippi, hop in your sleigh and visit Cleveland now through January 2nd for the legendary 50 Nights of Lights. 
all the folks in the Capital City metro area. Love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. And now, and now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi rocking into the third hour of the program today. Joining us now, Dr. Laura Miller, family medicine specialist from Hattiesburg Clinic. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Miller. You're welcome. Morning. All right. So uh, wanted to have you on to give us kind of an update uh, on this Omicron uh, variant, which, by the way, has been reported as one of the most mispronounced words for 2021, but I think we pronounced it correctly. <laughs> uh, all right, and it's now there's reports suggesting or indicating, I should say, that uh, the variant has been identified here in the state of Mississippi. It, it, it just kind of seems to me, I'm not uh, a scientist, but that uh, we're going to see it in every state. It's just a matter of time, so I don't know why it's such big news every day. Hey, another state has it. I, I think that's... You can kind of go ahead and write that down and take it to the bank. So, so tell us what the latest is, please. So we did our first case yesterday. Um, it was someone who had traveled out of state, um, so not surprising. Um, they were not requiring hospitalization from the state health department report. Um, there's about 17, 16, 17 states that had identified a case. Um, but the biggest thing that we know here is we've still got a lot of Delta variants, but we're kind of watching as a both as the state physicians, but nationwide to sort of see if this transitions from Delta, which we've been dealing with since the summer, over to the new variant. And we we don't know yet. Yeah. So I've seen some reports from scientists who suggest that there could be a, a, a good, a positive aspect of this, and that if Omicron becomes uh, the more dominant variant is such that it kind of eradicates Delta. That could be a good thing because so far it appears to be less virulent, more transmissible, less virulent, and uh, results in uh, less severe disease. Can you, you have any thoughts on that or information on that? That seems to be um, anecdotally what we have seen, um, yeah. some reports out of South Africa, Norway, and some different countries have shown that it, it does have some breakthroughs, just like uh, Delta did. Um, does seem to be slightly less severe, but we really are still in that kind of gray zone where we don't know, you know, the big picture yet. Yeah. But we hope so. That would be nice. Yeah. So how are we doing in the state of Mississippi with respect to hospitalizations, hospital capacity, uh, ventilator access when needed, et cetera. I, I haven't heard as much uh, concern coming out of public health officials along those lines. Are, are we in better shape now than we were not so long ago? Um, we are in decent shape with regards to COVID. Um, the health department actually did a little bit of a statement yesterday when they talked about the new variant being found. 
Um, we've seen a modest increase in total cases and hospitalizations over the last week or so, a couple of weeks. But overall, we're still fairly low. Our biggest concern is a stay in the winter. And so yeah. that's a lot of times when we see an increase in hospitalizations due to things like flu, pneumonia, upper respiratory type infections. Yeah. Or so is there, <laughs> it, it, right, is there concern uh, amongst clinicians that we're going to likely be spending more time inside and, and closer to people uh, as the winter sets in, and, and therefore we could see uh, an increase in cases? Absolutely. We're particularly concerned as we head into the holidays. Um, we're not quite far enough out from Thanksgiving yet to see if that was going to give us an appreciable burst or bump um, to kind of see that. But that's our concern heading into Christmas and kids home and being out of school, coming home from college, family gatherings. Um, that's certainly a concern. Yeah. You know, the one thing that, that might be a, a bit of a saving grace uh, for us uh, for those of us in the South, I should say, is that the, the weather is predicted to be fairly mild for the winter. We we are uh, we talked about this on the program a couple of weeks ago that the meteorologists are predicting a La Nina weather pattern, which means the jet stream mm-hmm. stays further to our north, kind of draped draped across the northern uh, tier of states, and everything below that is relatively mild and dry. So maybe that'll keep us more outside and we won't be as inclined to be in close quarters and inside, which uh, apparently does promote spread of disease. Absolutely. I, I think that's a big thing. Looking As we look at the holidays and we start to counsel people on what the smart things to do are, and that's what we know now over the last couple of years. You know, yeah. Stay outside, spread out, do, do those things. Um, but certainly I hope that a milder weather pattern will produce good results for us on COVID. All right. So uh, along those lines, what is your recommendation for us to stay safe, stay protected? Uh, what measures should we uh, take to do so? The biggest thing is get vaccinated if you're not vaccinated. Um, get boosted if you're not boosted. The CDC did expand the booster guideline to basically every adult 18 and up. Um, and that's two months after Johnson & Johnson or six months after the second dose of Pfizer and Moderna. Um, so that's a big thing we're doing right now is, is boosting patients. Get your flu shot. Um, the things that we know that we can do to help protect our ourselves and our others um, is the number one thing. Um, if you're sick, stay home. Don't host a big gathering. Um, if you're sick, get tested. Um, it's the same thing we say over and over, but it's especially important to drive it home right here as we go into holidays with Grandma and everybody else and one living for Christmas. Yeah. So what's the latest, uh, Dr. Miller, in the medical community uh, amongst uh, epidemiologists and, and whomever studies this sort of stuff with respect to vaccine efficacy versus the Omicron variant? As you can see, we've looked sort of worldwide at this. Um, and what I obviously am a family physician in rural Mississippi, but this is a particular interest of me. Um, you know, we've seen pretty good efficacy. Um, but again, the big thing we know right now is boosters are, are going to help. So that's sort of where we are right now is driving home that point. Certainly people who have not been vaccinated yet need to be vaccinated. But, um, you know, immunities are all, everything we can do to add to it is going to help protect against this variant. Um, and certainly that immunity, even if you were to get a breakthrough case, tends to lower your risk of having a severe case or requiring hospitalization. What about uh, post-contraction of the infection uh, therapeutics and treatments? How, how are we looking there? 
Um, we still get wide access to the antibody treatment, and that's kind of our priority. We are um, looking toward the oral medications. Um, that's kind of the next thing we see, the pill. Merck um, pill, yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm, and seeing where it's going to fit in. Um, you know, it, we don't know exactly yet because we've got to see access and spread and those type of things. But for Mississippians right now, it's going to be um, the antibody therapy if they're eligible. And most most Mississippians are eligible. Yeah. And they actually just expanded it to children. Right. A, a lot of talk uh, coming out of Washington uh, from the president about about testing and really encouraging folks to, mm-hmm. to test at home. It, it, have you got any recommendations mm-hmm. on that? And uh, how accurate are those tests? Are there any in particular that uh, you're a fan of? There are several tests available, um, and there's a whole list of FDA-approved home tests. Um, but most of the pharmacies and Walmarts and things like that around here do carry some of those tests. If the directions are followed, they're they're pretty good. Um, they do tend to miss some of the early infections. Um, but if somebody's got significant symptoms, it's certainly not a bad idea to keep a pack on hand at home. And if you're sick, especially if it's after hours, if it's the weekend, you can't easily access your physician or other provider. Yeah. To consider that, um, it's not ideal for everybody, but it's a it's another tool in our toolbox. I keep a two pack at home myself. Okay, so I assume uh, in in your practice, Doctor Miller, you're treating COVID patients. You have patients come and present. You test them. They've got COVID. We do. We um, so I do full practice family medicine uh, down here in Jeff Davis County in Prentice. Sure, and we test for COVID. We treat COVID. Um, we do the antibody infusions. We're next door to our hospital. We actually do them there. Um, we also have a centralized uh, system through the our, our employer, Hattiesburg Clinic, to get those done. What has been your experience with respect to infection of vaccinated versus unvaccinated? Um, I have, it's still grossly unvaccinated people getting uh, cases when I see positivity. Um, the breakthrough cases I've seen pretty much across the board have been pretty mild. Um, the few that I've seen that have had a more significant illness or required ER hospitalization or something like that, certainly older or immunocompromised, which I think reflects what we've seen as a state. Yeah. Uh, in your professional opinion, we got about uh, 45 seconds here. Do you think we're going to see more variants? I certainly do. Um, and I think we're constantly looking at, you know, genomic variation and things like that. And we see variants pop up at the very beginning. You know, we had five or six different types floating around. So, um, just like the flu, just like other things, it's going to mutate along. The key is to get as many people immune as possible, yeah. and so we can kind of tamp that down. Let's hope we get there sooner rather than later. Dr. Laura Miller, Family Medicine Specialist, Hattiesburg Clinic, has been our guest. Thanks so much for joining us today, Dr. Miller. We'll talk soon. You're welcome. Thank you. Middays, we'll take a break right here. We'll come right back. we got more talk for you. Stay with us.
Since 1935, the fabulous Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson has been serving the freshest seafood to generations of Jacksonians. It's a Mississippi landmark. Redfish, snapper, crab, oysters, fried, grilled, broiled, or blackened, all fresh and waiting for you. Don't forget our world-famous comeback dressing, a gift card, and a bottle of our salad dressing, the perfect year-round gift. The Mayflower opens Tuesday through Friday for lunch and dinner, Saturday dinner only. BYOB. 123 West Capitol Street. Push the limits of what's possible in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. With a bold exterior and premium interior, Outlander reimagines the SUV. Rule the road with Mitsubishi super all-wheel control and wireless smartphone technology. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today and get up to 3500 over book value for your trade. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get Thunderstruck. Super all-wheel control is an available feature on all trim levels. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply. See retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 12-13-21. Carter Jewelers is buying our diamonds from some of the biggest diamond producers in the world. We're using the best manufacturers to produce what I know is the finest quality jewelry ever made with no equal in finish and detail. Eliminating importers, wholesalers, and expensive branding, bringing our customers the best jewelry ever made at incredible prices. At Carter Jewelers Christmas Sale, we've got smoking hot deals all over the store. Over a thousand pieces with second and third markdowns galore. 18 months interest-free financing, no credit check financing, layaway and trade-in welcome. We're Carter Jewelers downtown Jackson at the corner of State Street and High Street and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. With Carter Jewelers' massive selection, quality, and incredible pricing, why would you ever want to shop anyplace else? Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Make your home merrier this Christmas. Miskelly's has thousands of products in stock and ready for you. Plus, with no money down financing and savings up to $300, we're furnishing happiness for the holidays. A new bedroom, a roomier dining set, or more seating in the family room. There's plenty to choose from on our website or in our showrooms. Then pick it up or have it delivered, and your furniture will arrive before Santa. Make this Christmas your merriest at Miskelly's. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Malikilikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Uh, there you go, the great Bing Crosby. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day, and all the stars at night. The old crooner. 
I can't pronounce that. Melekalikimaka. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> what about these words that folks can't pronounce? How about that? The uh, the top of the list. It's in alphabetical order. Shuji. C-H-E-U-G-Y. A, uh, it is described as a trendy term popularized by Gen Z and used to mock an outdated and unfashionable aesthetic typically associated with millennials, such as live, laugh, love signs. Huh? I guess that's the uh, Gen Z version of kitschy. How do you spell that? I have no idea. <laughs> but you pronounced it right. Uh, this one was a little shocking. Chipotle. You know who those guys are. American fast food chain. Hmm. It says it became the center of a viral trend this year, challenging baby boomers to pronounce the name. Chipotle. Talgona. How about that one? A Korean treat made with melted sugar and baking soda, popularized in Netflix's Squid Game. I still haven't watched it, but I know what they're talking about. It's a little disc of candied stuff. Okay. That I believe in the game, the intention was you when you're making it, you can stamp a shape into it. I'm looking at it. You're and exactly right. And then you've right. got a needle or a toothpick or something that you can use to bring that shape out of it. Ah, the more complicated it's kind of, it's the like shape, perforated. it's harder. Yeah. So if you... And in the game, and I, like I said, I haven't watched it yet, but in yeah. Squid Game, it's a fight for your life, and you have one of these little discs in front of you, and you're supposed to get the shape cut out of it. And if you don't, you're in deep trouble. <laughs> I'm looking at uh, someone holding the... Uh, they look like cookies. One's got Kinda, a heart. Yeah. One's got, like, the head of a cat. It's a cat head cookie. <laughs> so it's spelled D, as in dog, as in Delta, A-L-G-O-N-A. But it's pronounced with a T. Is that something that is uh, I think that's associated Korean, with Korean? Yeah. Okay. Tao Gona. I mean, it's it's not unusual for Ds and Ts to have similar sounds in Asian languages, similar to uh, Ls and Rs. Okay. Hmm. There's a different way of pronouncing, different way they hold their mouth. This one, you see this mispronounced all the time, Dogecoin. It's not uh, doggy coin? Nope. Or doja. <laughs> how, how about this one? Eilish. The singer Billy Eilish. E-I-L-I-S-H. Eilish. Should it, they really have names on here? <laughs> I agree. Proper names, because all, all the rules are out the window. For that, right? Ethereum. You know about that one. Oh, yeah. That's a cryptocurrency. That's the uh, younger sibling of Bitcoin. That's right. Speaking of which, you see this guy who is the... Oh, yeah. The alleged founder, the alleged creator of Bitcoin won a civil suit against a former business partner. And uh, I believe they were saying that he owed his deceased business partner a half of the 1.1 million Bitcoin they had. Which is $50 billion. Yeah, that, that comes out to over $50 billion right now if you look at the prices. So yeah. that's a bunch of money. He he won the civil suit, so he doesn't owe them anything. I think he owes them $100 million, 100 million or something million. like that. That's yeah. what the court awarded. 
But he he first started claiming in 2016 that he was the creator of Bitcoin. And unless somebody brings something else to the table that proves him wrong, it looks like he might be. He's a computer scientist and, and was the one that created it and then mined. Under the pseudonym Sakatoshi. Sakatoshi, yeah. right. Exactly. He, the, the Bitcoin in question in this case seems to have been some of the earliest Bitcoin mined on the blockchain. So it would have had to have been somebody involved with its creation. Exactly. So, if he ain't the creator, he was in on the ground floor. So the uh, the jury that deliberated for quite some time was... Can you imagine deliberating and trying to get to the bottom of something so brutally complex? Evidently had to have numerous conversations during deliberations with not only lawyers, but computer scientists and technologists and specialists on blockchain and crypto, etc. Imagine making those decisions. Incredible. Okay, another word, Glasgow. 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 That is, of course the uh, city in uh, Scotland, right? Well, that's where the climate conference was held. Ah. It turns out that President Joe Biden and former President Barack Obama both mispronounced it. Glasgow? Yeah. Yeah. It's Glasgow. And uh, the phonetic... Did they also call it Edinburgh? What's that? Instead of Edinburgh? I didn't know that. Oh, that's right. The G-H is silent. You're right. They did know that. So the the phonetic pronunciation uh, as listed is G-L-A-H-Z, glaz hyphen go, G-O. There you go. Now, this one I didn't know. Kells, that's the Philadelphia Eagles Center, Jason Kells. And it's spelled K-E-L-C-E. Hmm. Omicron. <laughs> Some people, it's either Omicron or Omicron. I don't know. I've always used the the long O uh, variant. How about that? Um, even Joe Biden, we played the tape Omicron. A lot of folks got that one wrong. Anyhow, this is uh, interesting. This I've never heard. This person. I hope I say this right. Stefanos. Sisipas, S-T-E-F-A-N-O-S, T, that's the first name, got that right, T-S-I-T-S-I-P-A-S, the world's number four tennis player, a Greek athlete. Yeah, you'd have to be Greek with a name like that. Sisipas, that's pretty cool. Anyhow, we got that out of the way, we pronounced, and we went through the, the list of, um, of all these hard-to-pronounce uh, words as deemed by the various news sources for 2021. So I, I promised I would uh, share what I witnessed at this uh, Rankin County political breakfast, which uh, is held the first Saturday of every month. The governor was nice enough to come, address the crowds, about 130 or so present. And... Uh, he was, uh, of course, he talked about the abortion case, and he was optimistic and uh, very pleased with Mississippi's uh, uh, case and the progress there, and and uh, Mississippi's effort ver- uh, to uh, essentially overturn the present Roe v. Wade. 
Uh, he also talked about the medical marijuana program. This is not the first time I've seen the governor share his his positions and views on that. And he, he continues to have concerns about the amount that could be acquired under the present draft of the bill. And uh, I think it's fair to say that's why we didn't get a special session, because there seems to be a bit of an impasse on that. I think I'm accurately describing that. Nobody said it using those terms. I'm just, I guess, reading the tea leaves. And uh, obviously we didn't call a special session, which only he can do as the governor. And secondly, he indicated and conveyed, third time I've seen him do such, that this is his major hang-up. And so he says, and he goes through a a mathematical presentation where he says that currently uh, in a smokable form 11 joints a day for a patient that has a prescription a valid prescription and and he goes through the extrapolation of how many that is a week and how many that is a a year and and it is expected that some 10 percent of our population just looking at other states would end up with some form of a prescription And, and so he does the math on that and then representative lee yancey uh, from Rankin County, represents that area. Uh, he actually had a pretty cool exercise. He he, um, he brought two Ziploc clear bags, with uh, one with three cigarettes in it, and the tobacco from the three cig- cigarettes representing the amount that can be purchased in a day under the bill, and then another bag that had just the just the tobacco itself in it that equals that amount. And so, you know, this, this is a physical issue. Let's just sit down and see how much it is. I don't know. Full disclosure, I've never smoked pot. I've never, hardly ever been around it. I've never rolled a joint. I don't know. I do understand the grams and ounces. I do understand that. But um, I just think that's something we ought to just sit down and let's, let's get to the truth of, of what uh, that really, that issue is. And then let's move forward from there. So, anyhow, that's kind of where we are. We'll see what happens in the in the session coming up. We're less than a month away from that now. We'll step aside for a break right here. We'll come back with more on Middays. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue Serving Mississippians. 
I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture. The Mississippi Farmers Market presents a Merry Market Saturday, December 11th. It's a holiday event where you'll find all the usual fresh Mississippi produce and other farm goods, along with arts and crafts, perfect for all your Christmas needs. Shop the Genuine Mississippi Store. Vendor giveaways, complimentary treats, food trucks, and a special appearance from Santa. Visit your Mississippi Farmers Market, 929 High Street, December 11th from 8 to 1, and celebrate the holidays with us. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. Have you got bathroom restoration or construction going on? Well, we've got you covered with deluxe luxury restrooms with air conditioning, LED lights, radio, Bluetooth, and all the amenities for your needs. When you've got to go, you've got to go. Gotta Go, 601-879-3969. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. President Biden will hold a private call with Russian President Vladimir Putin today over the buildup of Russian troops on the border of the Ukraine. Last week, Senator Roger Wicker, a member of the Senate Armed Services Committee, said he believes the buildup signals potential military aggression. Our Ukrainian friends are sounding the alarm. They've warned us that Russia could be ready to invade their country by land air or sea as early as next month or February of 2022. And a Madison man is one of three victims who died in a private plane crash in South America. The Madison County Journal reports that 44-year-old Keith Killebrew reportedly had cotton interests in the region. Commissioner Cesar Gonzalez of the National Police confirmed the crash of the small plane Friday, but the cause of the crash has yet to be determined. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Mississippi's healthcare system has experienced many challenges during the COVID pandemic, like the critical shortage of paramedics statewide. Here's Ryan Wilson, veteran paramedic. In my role as a paramedic over the years, I've always appreciated the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance's respect for paramedics and the role we play in achieving optimal survival for patients in an emergency. Right now, paramedics are needed urgently statewide. With the comprehensive training programs offered at area community colleges, you can learn life-saving skills and so much more. Seasoned paramedics like me and newcomers find it very rewarding to help people in immediate need. If you want a job that's dynamic and highly valued in our healthcare system, I urge you to become a paramedic. There's never been a more critical time to become one of Mississippi's healthcare heroes. You too can make a difference on the front lines of emergency care. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training. 
Mississippi, the place you call home, is a state like no other. From the music to the food and the people, the Magnolia State has so many good things to celebrate. And now you can, each weekday afternoon from 2 to 3, on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and all the good things to do. Life doesn't always have to be serious, so let's have fun. Good Things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays from 2 to 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Back with you on Midday, Super Talk Mississippi. Louie from the 662, why do so many people not pronounce the R in Orgeron? I don't know. I I did look that up on the break, and uh, it it is supposed to be pronounced O-H-R phonetically, or Z-H-I-H, Z. And then the final syllable, Ron, R-A-H-N. There you go. Interesting. Uh, Let's see. I thought Al Gore invented Bitcoin. That's Jeff in Grenada. Oh, that was a (laughs) lockbox. Yeah. He didn't invent squat. He tried to claim that he invented the Internet. Kind (laughs) of. Pretty sure Tim Berners-Lee would have something to say about that. Who's that? Isn't he the one that's create, credited with creating the World Wide Web? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, which was for military purposes, originally. Yeah, Sir Tim Berners-Lee invented the World Wide Web in 1989, co-founder and CTO of Enrupt.com. Yeah, that's right. The protocol did... Good grief. Sim, Sir Timothy John Berners Lee O M K B E F R S F R E N G F R S A F B C S. Wow, he's got a lot of awards. Yes, he does. Don from Gulfport says, "I find it curious that there is so much concern about between five and ten joints per day when millions of gallons of the much more dangerous alcohol is so freely consumed in public without the same concern." I, I think the governors and, and I, again. I'm not his spokesperson, but just hearing him speak and, and and speak and address this issue, specifically the amount, the quantity, the volume issue, the fear and the concern is it morphs into essentially a recreational marijuana program as opposed to a medical marijuana program. And I think that's a valid concern, but then I think the next question is, should we have a recreational marijuana program? States are, in fact, putting those in uh, steadily. I think we have 38 now that have medical. Is it 17, 19 that have recreational, something to that Something effect. like that, yeah. But they're a group of Republicans in the House. I think we talked about that last week, that are seeking to decriminalize marijuana at the federal level. I personally just think it's a matter of time. I'm uh, not sure how I feel about it. 
just yet, whether or not I, I think recreational marijuana is a, is a good thing or not. I, You know, the, the sort of libertarian-leaning side of me says, to each his own. And, and then there's also, I don't know, concerns about how that might impact society. I, I, you know, it's not like it's not happening now. It clearly is. And law or no law, it's happening. Well, I mean, you go back to the beginning of all this when California legalized it medically. Yeah. Within a year, the the system in place had allowed for a dispensary to be set up on one side of the street, a doctor's office, I put that in air quotes if you're watching, on the other side of the street, where you walk into the doctor's office and there's a guy in T-shirts and a Tommy Bahama or shorts and a Tommy Bahama shirt with his feet propped up going, well, what ails you? And he's got all these posters on the wall with all these different side effects and things that you're supposed to say. Like, this is a symptom. This I have back pain. I have insomnia. And he goes, all right, writes it, and you walk across the street and get it. The, the medicinal part of it, the fact that you were supposed to go to a doctor and get a recommendation kind of went out the window. Yeah. And, in fact, uh, Thomas from Greenwood, uh, he, he texted in, I assume this is accurate, that San Francisco, this is oh, yeah. a couple of days ago, suspends cannabis tax to help dispensaries compete with drug dealers. It, it is, it's been uh, widely uh, recorded that the black market in California flourished because they taxed it too much. And I know there's a lot of people who say, we just need to implement this and tax the snot out of it. And that's the problem. Then the black market just continues to do its thing and, and circumvents the tax. Uh, not a lot different than what we saw with with the tobacco and the tobacco stickers and the tobacco taxes. There was a huge black market. When it gets out of control, in fact, I want to say New York City was kind of ground zero for that. They imposed a ridiculous tax on a pack of cigarettes, and, and, and that, of course, led uh, – way for a, a really robust black market of tobacco products. So, you know, it's it's the market speaking, like it always does. It just finds it it finds its equilibrium. That's what it should do. And Thomas opines if it's truly medical, then it shouldn't be taxed. I think there are a lot of people that feel that way as well, that it, it should be treated like any other prescription. And, you know, most of those that – I think there's, the, there's those in the moderate – uh, category in terms of mm, I'm kind of halfway for it, halfway against it, and then there are those that are totally for it. I'm sorry, totally against it. To say we just got to go get all the taxes we can. My gosh, we could build gold palaces for schools if we taxed medical marijuana, and and you know we would have six lane highways across the states. That's just not true. I mean, that just mathematically doesn't doesn't extrapolate. So there's got to be some, again, a reasonableness test here. And we'll see where all that goes. I think one thing that we'll be watching that will be interesting to see is let's suppose that that, uh, the legislature, the governor, come together, they get a bill, the governor signs it, we have a medical marijuana program, and if it stays like it is now, communities, cities, right, have 60, is it 60 days or 90 days? I don't know that matters, but right after it's passed, uh, to essentially opt out, should they choose, of having any dispensaries, treatment centers in uh, their community, within their city, and then the the uh, the public can uh, can overrule that through a referendum. 
And there's some guidelines and limits on that. You've got to wait a certain period of time if it fails where you can go back and try that again. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. You've got to believe there are communities that will opt out. And, of course, I would expect that they would uh, do so uh, based on the pulse they feel from their constituents, their voters. And if they're close to other cities that don't opt out, it just, I think, kind of indicates a, a, a race to those cities to build out dispensaries and so forth. It's what will happen. They'll, it'll be people that come out of the cities that opted out going into the cities that opted in, you know, kind of like you have now. Uh, folks are, are known to move to states when they have um, family members that feel like uh, they feel like they could benefit from the medicinal effects of medical marijuana. And they they take up residence in those states. So anyhow, what, it is going to be interesting at a minimum here in the state of Mississippi, and then. Something else that uh, we've talked about extensively on the program is potential tax reform. And, of course, the uh, the Speaker of the House was involved in a bill, in a measure that passed the House, really didn't go anywhere in the Senate. We've talked about that extensively, that would phase out the income tax over a period of time and would, in exchange for that, in a counter, as a countermeasure to the loss of that Revenue would increase sales taxes on certain goods and services, would eliminate the sales tax on groceries. And the governor, I've heard him say this again multiple times, as was the case this past Saturday, doesn't favor such a structure. He believes that that um, the income tax would be phased out just on the basis of excess surplus revenues, essentially. So that's a – I'm all for that, but I'm, I'm – be nice, yeah. but – I'm concerned. Like to see some metrics. Well, we've experienced a significant surplus here in the state of Mississippi relative to uh, sine die estimates, of roughly a billion dollars last year. He reported, and I checked it out as well. The Legislative Budget Office does a good job of publishing financial reports, certainly revenue reports, on a monthly basis. And check that out. We we are ahead of last year. We're ahead of sine die estimates, and it looks like we're we're trending. Uh, once again, on a run rate to produce another tr- uh, billion, not trillion, billion dollar uh, surplus, if if not slightly more than that. But the question is, is most of that surplus revenue a result of all the money the federal government has dropped into everybody's bank accounts and they're going out spending? One of the things I did note in, in uh, reviewing the LBO report was that uh, the surplus is, for the most part, a function of the significant increase of sales tax revenue. It's not income tax revenue. It's not corporate tax revenue. It's sales tax revenue. So that suggests to me that's money that the federal government dropped in everybody's bank accounts, stimulus checks, child tax uh, credits, etc., unemployment benefits, enhanced unemployment benefits. The folks just went and spent it. And uh, that obviously would boost sales tax revenue. So that's if that trend could continue without govern, the federal government dropping money, man, that's fantastic. That means our GDP is on the right track and all the other economic measures that would allow cutting the income tax without any substitute for revenue. That'd be fantastic. I just want to see the data on that. Stay with us. We'll be back. Final segment on Middays. 
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain, cloudy skies, high near 56. Tonight, rain likely, low around 46. Your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 58. And for your Thursday, just a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 72. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, now. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Your news, your talk, your weather, and your sports. All in one place. Supertalk.fm. Every show, every podcast, and every late-breaking story. All in one place. Supertalk.fm. This is Delbert Hoseman, your lieutenant governor. I'm Grace. I'm Norway. I'm Charlie. I'm Neil. I'm Charlie. Hello. From my family to yours. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Did you know that one in five children suffer from a mental health challenge? Four out of five of us may not receive the help we need. That is not okay. Can it be believed every child can be a success story? Please support Canopy Children's Solutions. Visit mycanopy.org to support Mississippi's children today. Arm 
yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Thank you so much for joining us. Middays, Super Talk Mississippi. So, one of the causes of this spike in oil, which of course, um, by association, causes a spike at the pump, is that uh, lots of reports about the, the declining investment in production of fossil fuels in the world, honestly. So we're not building new refineries. We're not exploring like we were. We're just all the infrastructure, all the assets associated with the production of oil. It's because the government's saying we're not going to use that stuff anymore. So, I mean, you would you would be essentially neglecting your fiduciary responsibility as management of an oil oil company or a board member, if you said, yeah, let's go spend a lot more money on producing oil and gas. I mean, it's short-term investment, but a lot of times that kind of capital deployment requires a fair amount of time to produce a a necessary return. So I think we've got to keep our eye on this and how this might cause the the, uh, continued imbalance between supply and demand, because we just ain't there yet, where we can just park all our gas-powered vehicles and all the other things that use petroleum products. We're just not there yet. This is this is so misguided on the part of our federal government, and it's, and it's all, it's political. It's just totally politicized. And it's um, most of the stuff I think they tell us. I'm not buying. Most people aren't because every time they give us all these gloom and doom predictions, they never pan out. They never come to pass. If just one time something would happen that they predict, we might be inclined to get on board. And that's that seems to be the uh, the approach to almost everything. Everything is intensified and and um, the hyperbole. And the hysteria, Omicron variants, oil and fossil fuels, climate change. I mean, just go down the list. Field trips of school kids demanding Congress do something because we won't be alive in 10 years. It's ridiculous. It's that kind of of, uh, feigned and phony hysteria. It just has a, has a, a, a harmful effect on the natural economy. Uh. Jason says, uh, by the way, I don't like it at all, and frankly, it didn't help me at all, talking about medical marijuana. If people are going to get it and do it anyway, why not have it grown and distributed by American farmers, American small businesses, et cetera, as opposed to further fueling Mexican drug cartels? I mean, there, there is something to be said for that. If, uh, 
you just kind of wonder if it became legalized here in this country, would that spell the end of the cartels? Got to think it would have a huge impact. The problem in California, as we just talked about, is because they were bound and determined to to really tax the heck out of it, just the opposite occurred. And, and it uh, created a more opportunistic environment for the cartels, which is just terrible. Kirk from Columbus, is uh, he writes in, is just concerned. And Kirk, I, I appreciate your, your uh, texting us today. I'm assuming, and help me out here, that you work for the state, for a state agency, perhaps? Because he, he talks, Rhino, about, uh, he says, understanding, quote, that my guys can't earn a fair living, and, he, and he's advocating for uh, increase in pay of state employees. And if I'm misrepresenting Kirk, please let me know. But in reading through the text exchange, that that's uh, that's kind of my conclusion there. And he feels like that our state leaders, our legislature, seems to be more focused on teacher pay raises. Now, it is true that that education and teachers – comprise the, the largest component of state workers um, and uh, for what that's worth. I'm just making that comment. I'm not, not saying that they're any more deserving or less deserving of state workers who aren't teachers. Just making that comment. So, But it does seem that the only state pay raise you hear about is a teacher pay raise. I agree. And it and it seems to happen just about every session nowadays. I agree. And if you think about it, the only comparison you ever see to other states with respect to public sector employees at the state level is always teachers. You don't ever hear about that for those who work in all the other agencies. So, But I appreciate that, uh, Kirk. And we'll, uh, we'll continue to kind of dig and see what uh, our legislators think about that. You know the session's coming up. We're going to have them in here on the studio on the program quite a bit, and we'll run that by. Well, we appreciate you so much for joining us today on Middays. I am headed to Tupelo Stone Jewelry. I'll be there tomorrow. Rhino will be holding down the fort here in the studio. Until then, stay safe and God bless, everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.